Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to our show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Cimarelli, and today I have a very special guest with me. Today's guest is Rachel Kincaid, and she is the co-founder of Renaissance Montessori. She earned a bachelor's degree of arts from the University of North Carolina, and in 2012, she completed her certificate for guided Montessori studies and served as Renaissance first teacher, then as a director. She's now the Spanish program director at Center for Guided Montessori Studies. Rachel, her husband of 13 years, and their sons reside in Raleigh and enjoy camping, entertaining, and enjoying areas, parks, and hiking trails. So I'd like for everyone to, if you could, give a warm welcome in your minds and your hearts. We want to hear from Rachel and about her amazing journey and how she got to this place. So Rachel, are you with us? I am. I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you. We're so happy to have you. So Rachel, what we would love to know is if you would share a little bit about yourself and your journey and, um, and how you got here. Sure. You know, I have um, kind of an interesting story in that I fell into a similar industry that uh, I thought I would be in, but it it was kind of an about face early in my career. And basically, I got a K-12 teaching license uh, from UNCW, and I thought I'd be a Spanish teacher for the rest of my life. And that certainly is a great place to be, I think. I think teaching is excellent. But I read a book early on, and I was also having a few doubts about taking one path for 40 years. And I was getting some cold feet uh, about that. And when I read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, um, it really just made me think about is there, what else could I do with my talents, and do I have to stay in this industry or in this particular school system for my entire career? And really that, that book um, had changed my life in a lot of ways just because it made me think about other possibilities. So I left teaching just for the summer, as all teachers do, but I really began to look around at that time. And during that summer, uh, it was just after my first year of teaching, I stumbled upon the next chapter of my life, and that led me to uh, being able to own and operate a school and do many other things in business. And I really have never looked back, although I I do remember my teaching um, experiences very fondly, of course. Um, I'm so excited, though, about where these twists and turns have led these last 10 years. Wow, that is a, a fun story. And if I heard you correctly, then you had um, what I like to call that special event or aha moment where you read a book from Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. called The 4-Hour Workweek. Is that kind of pivot point in your life? It was. It was in conjunction of a couple other twists and turns. My husband had done something similarly um, in that he left a corporate job. Um, I, I, I know he read that book as well, but it was really the, the friends that he was in contact with that were kind of jumping ship. And so my husband jumped ship first, and I kept my job and, and kind of kept us going. And then I said, you know what, I think I'm going to have a turn. And each one of those times was scary for us because we uh, cut back on our expenses and our parents didn't understand. And, of course, we're just in our early 20s at this point. But uh, both of us are quite 
enriched and fulfilled in what we're doing now. And we know it's not the end of the journey for us either. Wow, fantastic. So very um, untraditional, at least from the parent's perspective, wondering mm-hmm. what are you doing, jumping ship, both of you. Yes. So that I can imagine that was very scary. I'm sure a lot of people out there are thinking the same thing. Is this really what I'm supposed to do? Do I have doubts and fears about staying here for the next 30 or 40 years? So let me ask you, um, what are you doing most about what you do? You know, what I really enjoy um, in the school that I have, in the school that I own as well as the other services that I provide right now, I love being able to provide an opportunity for others to make money. And I understand that not everybody is going to be a crazy entrepreneur who takes risks, and that's okay because other people have issues where they just want to make money for their kid's college. Um, I have this one employee. She has a special needs daughter. She's, she's focused right now on getting her the therapies that she needs. And if I can provide a way for her to make money, I feel very fulfilled at the end of the day. And, you know, there's that saying that if you help enough people make money, you will as well. And so, of course, I'm excited about being able to provide for my own family. But really, at the end of the day, when I've employed a certain amount of people or they, they're, they're able to provide for their families, it's incredibly enriching and satisfying. Oh, that is great. How long have you had your business? So the school is just five years old. Um, and that in and of itself is a huge endeavor. Uh, if, if you have any listeners out there that own daycares, uh, you know, it's quite regulated and uh, a big source of stress, but a, a big source of enrichment too. So that's just five years old. Um, but the other services that I have are providing adult education for early childhood educators. Basically, we allow um, other daycare workers to get their in-service hours uh, in a meaningful way rather than just going to a stale class. That, and we also provide substitute teaching services. All of that is supporting a lot of mommies out there, to be honest with you, um, in their careers and in their uh, cash flow. And that service alone, just the, the support of these educators, is only about six to eight months old. Uh, it was just kind of born out of a need that we had at our daycare and we begin to reach out to others. So uh, still young in, in that for sure, still learning a lot. Well, what a great need to fill. Um, I think a lot of people looking at their life wondering, what can I do? You took a talent and a skill that you have, you looked around and found that there was a need, and you found a way to fill that need. So um, I think that's really special. If, if there was a specific concept or thought if you will, that drives you, or every time you wake up in the morning, because let's face it, when, we, when you have your own business, there are days where I don't feel like getting up and going to work. <laughs> right. But when you're an entrepreneur or a mompreneur, there, there's that driving force. What is it for you? You know, like I said, knowing that um, the gals on my team, they're all women right now, um, Knowing that the gals on my team are able to provide for their families, of course, that that gets me up and goes uh, to go. But at the same time, um, I 
I call a lot of what I try to do as uh, hitting a home run. So if I have a challenge at our preschool with a parent that maybe is confused or upset about a policy or if we've done something wrong or if I don't hit a home run, uh, maybe with the substitute uh, service, my aim is to grow out of that challenge. And, you know, being such a customer-oriented uh, business, the, these all these little entities, uh, you know, we really have to go that extra mile for our customers. And even if that means there's a challenge, can I create a new policy out of it? Can I learn from the policy? Because not everything that we do is perfect, and we certainly make mistakes. But when our customers see that we are changing or tweaking something because of it or that we're really listening to them, um, that to me is a home run. And just like when you go to a restaurant, you know, if your food's not right, how the restaurant responds is really going to dictate if you go back because everybody makes mistakes. Um, and believe me, I've gotten wrong orders at, at restaurants or I've gotten bad experiences at, at businesses, and I really love to see how that business owner responds. And so my goal and what gets me going is to know that I'm going to have challenges. I want to move the ball forward today. I want to maybe talk to a new client or sign a new school. Um, but at the end of the day, if I make a mistake, I know that we're going to grow from that. And that helps mm -hmm. with the fear factor because it can be scary, I think, as an entrepreneur to hustle by yourself. Um, but to know that we're going to move forward despite a failure um, keeps, keeps the gas in the engine, I guess you could say. Oh, I love that metaphor. And you know what I heard? that How you address a challenge. And you, mm -hmm. said to your, you said, can I learn from this? Can I grow from this? What can I change? So you're, you're incorporating a lot of um, what a lot of people would say is a challenge or an obstacle, and you're turning it into something very positive. That's wonderful. So, Rachel, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, really we read here you do have um, a child, a son, correct? Yes. How old is your son? He will be three, and I'm about ten days away from having a baby girl. <laughs> so we've got a lot going on right now. <laughs> and she's on the call with us today. Oh, my gosh. Sharing yes, her brilliance. <laughs> That's wonderful. So it's three-year-old, one on the way, very, very uh, momentarily. Who knows, by the time this podcast um, launches, <laughs> you will have a new baby. Um, so I'm curious, what does, as a mom, running a business with young children, what does quality time look like for you and your family when you spend that with your kids? You know, it's so hard. When we were growing up, our parents were not distracted like we are now. Mm. There were barely any channels on the television 30 years ago. Uh, and when the television was on, we were all kind of watching together. Uh, there were no cell phones, and that's the biggest distraction. I find myself, you know, as a Montessori mom, um, there's a, a standard to have wooden toys at home and to read 24-7. And in our busy lives, I'm not always that perfect Montessori mom, uh, and I'll be the first to admit that. So there's that standard, plus there's the standard of just spending quality time. But what I really love to be able to do is be completely disconnected and not have a way to even get a phone call. And so I think that's why, to be honest with you, we enjoy hiking so much and we enjoy mm -hmm. camping. 
Because when I cannot take a phone call, then I truly am not allowing myself to be distracted. And that I think I have to do that because I'm a real type A. I love to, like I said, move that ball forward every day. I think having my business is teaching my son how to work with people, how to interact with people, how to you know, respond to challenges. But at the same time, I can sit at the table and have my cell phone on you know, scrolling through Facebook, and I know that's not quality time. So I really enjoy getting out of the house. We'll just go to the flea market for the morning or we'll go – Dig in the garden, and that alone, I think, is what I need personally to disconnect. I have to physically be be unconnected. And it might not be like that always. Maybe I'll have more discipline in the future, to be honest with you. But right now, in this day and age, and when my businesses are just budding, um, it has to be a physical disconnect so I can physically reconnect uh, with my husband and my son. It's well, a challenge, though. <laughs> it is a challenge, Rachel. And, you know, I think that's really good for other moms to hear. So you might have some moms listening who have a new, a new baby business just like you. Um, yeah. You might have some who are just honestly so um, distracted. Because you, you mm-hmm. made a, um, a comment that to not allow the distractions. And that's what I find across the board when I'm coaching with my clients is they are allowing those distractions to come in. And we have mm-hmm. to make a mental note, what's important, and how will we spend that time? Um, <clears throat> another question a lot of my listeners like to know is, can you describe what you might call one of your most difficult challenges that you faced while being a mompreneur? Now, that could be physical, mental, emotional, whatever that might be. Could you share that? And then how did you overcome that challenge? Yeah, I, that's a hard question because I think it's hard for us uh, driven people to think about that part of our personalities or our mm-hmm. um, uh, shortcomings. I would say, though, that uh, I've had to prove myself, prove that I have confidence through small successes. And, you know, getting out there, you know, I, I love the Raleigh area, I'll say this, because you really don't have to have a big name to start something new. And that might be true across the country. But, um, you know, we're not in New York. We're not in Los Angeles where um, it's so competitive. There's a lot of people in Raleigh that are just starting out. They're creating breweries out of their homes and they're, cre- they're making crafts for, um, to sell. And it's really inspiring. But I think you've got to have a bit of confidence to get out there and tell someone, yeah, I, I have this service or I can, I can provide this for you. Um, so for me, creating my service with a small price point has helped me personally. And that's probably not recommended for everybody across Mm -hmm. the board, but for me to have a small amount of positive cash flow while hitting home runs and customer service has made my confidence skyrocket. And at first my husband didn't understand it. He would say, you know, the market value for X, Y, and Z is not what you're charging. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I just want to prove it. And now that I am, I have the confidence to actually increase my pricing. And I think that can be tough for mommies and for, for women to, A, talk about money, to, B, expect money, to even invoice somebody can be intimidating. And so when I'm invoicing somebody at the beginning for something small, I call it why not money. I call it, you know, I'm going to provide this excellent service and you're going to compensate me with something that you would say to yourself, why not? I'll try it for this amount, of, this amount of money, then as I say, you know what, we are growing and our prices are increasing. We hope you stay with us. 
uh, that that alone has really helped me. And and just talking about my business and, and letting other people know, um, I've got that confidence behind me now. And I know, like I said, it's not the end of my journey. Um, but I think pricing and marketing and talking about your business can be intimidating at, at the very beginning. I couldn't agree with you more. There's so many women in business that I talk to that do have the same thoughts, same feelings, and fears. And I know for me personally, one of the things that I have found that works great for me when I'm in the middle of a conversation or at the end of a coaching with a client, um, and I've had this happen before, I'll have to say, okay, well, now that our session is done, forgive me, but I need to put on my businesswoman hat for a minute. And we have to talk about, you know, billing issues. So it can be very uncomfortable, and it's so important, like you said, to realize that why not? This is a business, and it's so important that we build that confidence up. So thank you for sharing that. With Absolutely. building the confidence, I have, you know, I'm sure somebody's out there going, all right, so you're, you're proving your confidence. You have these small successes. You talked about low price points in the beginning to prove it. Did you have any doubts that you would succeed? Yes. And I think entrepreneurs have those doubts probably daily, if not weekly, maybe. Um, Hourly sometimes. I've heard it said before, you know, if you're not a little bit uh, anxious, then you're probably not working hard enough. Um, You know, I have a a very – I have a business partner that that started the school with me um, that has taught me a lot. He's exactly 10 years older than me, and he had a vision for the school, and my husband and I trusted him to take us through that journey, and and so we both really trust him quite a bit. And he's an entrepreneur as well. In fact, I've learned a lot from him, and that's probably why I cook up all these crazy ideas. But he tells me when we're feeling a little bit nervous, maybe about the school or the enrollment or whatever it is, he says, you know what, Rachel, it's just business. And any day you or I could walk away and we would still be friends and life would go on. And I really have to tell myself that sometimes because, um, you know, clients get upset with you and it becomes personal or it can feel very personal or you feel like you are failing uh, as a person or you feel like maybe you don't have the chops. Uh, to make it through the next challenge. And to tell yourself, you know what, it's just business, helps me big time. Because what's most, mo- what's most important to me, of course, my family, my relationships. And if I choose ever to walk away, say, from my substitute service, it's going to be fine. And I'll have another crazy idea, you know, in the works. Um, so that has helped me big time. But um, in the end, in the end, am I providing the service that I say that I'm going to, and am I, am I enjoying it? And I think a lot of your listeners probably ask themselves that every day, am mm-hmm. I still enjoying this? Um, and that's an important part. I, I couldn't agree with, with you more. Well, Rachel, let me ask you, do you have any tips? Now, we're talking to mompreneurs, uh, women working from home, raising children, and they are always trying to figure out that balance with business, um, self-care, and children. Do you have any little tips that you could share that you have found successful for you? Yeah, um, I think that learning from others is super important. And I would say that I'm able to utilize things like Facebook so much more productively now that I'm in business than I ever have before. Um, and it's easy to go on there and use Facebook like a newspaper and just see what everybody's up to that day. 
But there are some very productive groups out there that share. And a, here in the Raleigh area, there's a, I know that I'm almost scared to find all the groups because I know there's so many, but there's a couple. One's called Raleigh Women in Business. And it's a great way for people just to say, oh, no, a client just said this. What would you do in this situation? Or has anybody ever encountered this problem with X, Y, or Z? And so I find a lot of support in that area. In fact, a lot of them are willing to meet with me on just questions I might have um, because they're supporting themselves as well, and it's a good commercial for their business if they give me some advice. Um, So I certainly have utilized that big time and going on to Facebook each day. And I've got a couple different business uh, names under under my, my name. And so I'll go and like certain things that are going on in the community under my different business entities based on who I want, uh, what I want exposed at that point. So is it my substitute network? I'm liking something cute on a uh, daycare website, or is it more about um, my adult education classes and I'm connecting with other people? So I think smartly using Facebook has been great. Um, And a lot of people kind of resent Facebook. You know, you either meet people that are all in or they're all out. And I think there's a happy medium. And um, my husband has learned from that, in fact, as well, because he was kind of a anti-Facebook guy. And I said, there's a really, there's a really great way to really tap into just the exposure uh, that you can have on Facebook. And, but I would say even over that, um, the most important thing that, that I rely on every day is really tag teaming with my husband. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not just, hey, you give – Get the, get the kid a bath and I'll make dinner. It's more about the emotional side because I come home sometimes exhausted. I'm officially 10 months pregnant and uh, I am so exhausted. And he understands that I'm at work hustling every day. And so, of course, maybe he will make dinner and do the bath and do everything that night. And then the next night, he might be super caught, caught up with, with a client on the phone or something like that, and I shoulder the responsibility. It really can't be 50-50 between us. It has to be either him leading the pack or me leading the pack, mm-hmm. and neither one of us have energy to do it 24-7. And so I'll be honest with you, um, I'm a big believer in, in the two-parent household because it takes so much work. <laughs> in fact, a three-parent household might even work better because it takes so much work. And so I really rely heavily on the emotional and the physical work uh, that he's able to, to uh, pitch in on a regular basis. <laughs> so I'm forever grateful right. to him. <laughs> well, that's a great way to put it. Um, it's not 50-50. It's you know, each other leading the pack. Uh, I think that's a really smart way to be. And uh, I couldn't agree with you that I've been married for 30 years. We've raised four kids, and um, that's, that's the only way to do it. You have to work with each other. So one of the questions I always like to ask women in business, um, when you're looking at the future, now you know that you have this new baby business. You literally <laughs> literally have a baby on the way, <laughs> you have a, um, and you have a spouse, and you're balanced and everything. It, what's one skill or talent or what's one thing that you would like to change or improve that you feel would benefit you in having a more balanced life in the future? That's a great question. Um, for me, I, I love to learn from others um, who I find successful. And, you know, I, was just, I just did a focus group the other day just for fun, um, and there were all types of women in the room. And there was this one woman there, um, overweight. She 
she admitted that she did not feel comfortable in her own skin. In fact, we were at a focus group about aesthetics and cosmetic surgery, and she was throwing her name in the hat to give her own opinion. She was very transparent in how she felt about her body. Um, But this lady has written a book, and she has shared her book. She's very good at marketing. Um, I've met her a couple of times. And I think from the outside, nobody would admire her, um, especially in 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 the setting that we were in. But I love learning from everybody, and I find her successful in a lot of ways. Um, And I know she still has a journey that she's on, that she has her own goals um, as far as her physical uh, health and well-being. But I love listening to her talk, and I love reading her blog because she really helps a lot of people uh, in their business. And so watching people in their own successes, I think I learn a lot from. Um, And so really, I think having an open mind and knowing that you can learn from everybody that you encounter um, really helps me move forward, especially when I go to scary things like marketing events or I have to speak publicly and tell people what I do. Um, I think it takes away the intimidation factor knowing that I don't have to uh, prejudge people. I'm able to really have a, a genuine conversation with people. And sometimes you end up working with them and sometimes you don't. But either way, you end up admiring them in some way. Uh, and I think that that's just good overall, just as a human, uh, to be able to do that with people. Excellent. Well, as we wrap up our time together, um, some people have a favorite quote. And that was just a fun little nugget that I like to share with listeners. Do you have a favorite quote that you like and try to live by? If you don't you know, I mentioned absolutely, yeah. Um, I, you know, I wish I was more versed in literature because I could have a beautiful quote. But um, the, one of the things that I think about a lot is, is, as my partner has told me many times before, like I mentioned, is that it's just business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also say a lot in our home, um, you know what? It's not a five hundred dollar mistake. But I didn't always say that. I used to say it's not a five dollar mistake, uh-huh. and then I used to say it's not a fifty dollar mistake. Um, now I'm, I'm actually able to say, you know, it was not a $500 mistake. And I'm, I look forward to the fact that, you know, I, I could say other figures later on in my life. But, um, you know, that, that helps us a lot because my husband and I, when we, make, when we do make some of these mistakes or we lose a client or uh, we just do something dumb, um, when we're able to really put that in perspective, we're able to say, you know what, let's learn from this. <laughs> Let's not be dumb in this area again. However, we are moving forward. I think really just saying that to ourselves helps us just move forward. Um, I'm sure there's more eloquent quotes out there, but that really has (laughs) been something that we've put in practice a lot. Well, that's important. Uh, Find a quote that you like and live by and apply it in life, and it it can make all the difference in the world. Well, Rachel, as we uh, wind this up, forgive me for being tongue-tied, I know in case we do have listeners in the Raleigh, area, how would they be able to find you for future information on your phenomenal uh, schooling? Absolutely. I'd love for uh, listeners to uh, check out the school website that we have. Um, It just talks a little bit about Montessori. Yeah, and that's renaissancescholars.com. And uh, the school is called Renaissance Montessori. It's it's our baby, and uh, we're certainly proud proud of it. And bringing Montessori to this area or or an affordable Montessori option to this area has been very enriching. Uh, So I hope more people learn about that, especially mommies, uh, maybe with young children as they look at preschools and such. Uh, I'll I'll warn you that once you look at Montessori, you never forget about it. 
Uh, so it's hard, it's hard to think that it, it, it doesn't exist once you've kind of dipped your toe. So I'll just warn them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, be warned. So it's renaissancescholars.com. Is that correct? That's right. Well, fantastic. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being uh, my guest today. And for all my listeners, um, thank you again for tuning in to our show, A Balanced Life for You, where you can design the life of your dreams. So please tune in again uh, next week when we will have another guest, another mompreneur, so she can share her tips and ideas and learn more about her journey as well. So for now, this is Coach Rhonda, and have a great day. 